Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Pleased to welcome Josh Polich back to Song of the Soul. Josh is on the vanguard of Eau Claire, Wisconsin's Kirtan movement and has provided a first taste of Hindu chanting for many local residents. Josh has embraced meditation and other Eastern devotional practices as an adult, a significant departure from his Lutheran youth. Josh, welcome back to Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's always a delight to have people back and watch how their spiritual journey continues. I'm just delighted to have you back and get another chance to be face-to-face with you here in my studio in Eau Claire. What have you been doing since we last checked in? That must have been a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, it was, I think it was over two years, in fact. I've been living my life still in Eau Claire here, still working jobs and still focusing on my Eastern path of spirituality, still singing kirtan and doing meditation, still have my house, still have all the normal things everybody else has and everybody else deals with. How is it that you haven't found the time to go live in an ashram or haven't converted your house into an ashram yet so that people could be doing this kind of devotional singing that you do all the time? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Well, I haven't found the time because there's always that thing that keeps you in your life. And part of me would like to do that, but at this time I'm content with my life the way it is. And I actually made a short attempt to turn my house into an ashram, but... That kind of died very quickly. 
it is kind of complex, all the intricacies that go into making a good religious community, a good spiritual home. Could you talk at all about any of the difficulties that you ran into? Because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are trying to make their lives more intentionally focused, bring that richness into their lives. Yeah, for me, I wanted to kind of create a communal living situation in my home. The main roadblock for me was financial issues. I couldn't find enough people at the right time to make it happen. There's certainly this wonderful spiritual objective, being freed of all of our physical possessions. But then, you know, the bank comes and wants the mortgage paid. It's just, it really, is, it, it ruins a lot of good spiritual journeys, doesn't it? It does, yeah. We spend a tremendous amount of energy on finances and bills and keeping things organized and all that. In a way, it, that in itself, to me, has become a spiritual practice, just maintaining financial freedom and keeping track of the house and things like that. I've noticed that you've added a few um, outputs, I guess, for your singing, for your thoughts, for your pursuit of the spiritual. You've got a podcast, you've got a website out there. Talk a little bit about what you're doing, and I think you're just now starting up Kirtan at the Yoga Center of Eau Claire, right? Uh, Yes, weekly Kirtan at the Yoga Center of Eau Claire, beginning in March. It's good to be back there. I was uh, away for a while, and now the time feels right to be back there, and Sandra welcomed me back. And I've also, I have a website that tells about my kirtan practice, and I've started a podcast that explains what kirtan is and also has interviews with other people involved with kirtan. Let me see, the Yoga Center of Eau Claire, people can find that by going to yogacenterec.com. What's your site? Uh, my website is joshpolich.com. The URL is joshpolich.com. And there you can link to the podcast and the Kirtan at the Yoga Center. I want to review a couple things that we discussed in our last Song of the Soul interview a couple of years ago. You were raised in Lutheran Church, the ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. And uh, you did some singing in the choir. You were kind of hot for that. Voice is important spiritual expression for you. I know that part of your path included attending Unity, and I'm, I'd like to hear where that's gone or, or where you're finding your devotional space this year. Somewhere along the way you met Eastern religion and Eastern practice. So tell our listeners again where that came into your life. Well, as you said, I was raised Lutheran. And uh, in college, I discovered yoga and meditation. And I started experimenting with those practices, and that got me into yoga philosophy, Eastern philosophy, specifically Hinduism. And then I discovered kirtan, which really shot me down a path of just chanting, just straight up. That was my main spiritual practice for a long time. And now it's kind of become kind of a nice additive to my devotional practice, which is a broader a broader scope of devotion, which includes all of my life, whereas chanting is kind of a addition to that, and it also includes meditation and uh, Eastern philosophy. Do you set aside a separate room, a separate place, where you have your cushion that you sit on or the, the stuff that helps you focus? Uh, yeah, I do. I actually have two rooms in my house because I, I have roommates, so one of the room is for 
my computer in my bed, and the other room is for uh, meditation and yoga and all my spiritual artifacts. Artifacts? That sounds exciting. What What's an artifact? It's just little deities or pictures of gurus or tapestries or instruments. That's what I meant. Well, one of the joys that we have in this Song of the Soul, I know that you've included a couple of the songs that you recorded yourself. First, we're going to be listening to some other folks, uh, their music. But you've got to do some instruments. We'll talk about that soon, so everybody stay tuned. The last two songs that Josh has picked out are songs that he recorded himself. Let's start with the rest of your songs, though. Uh, first one you said you wanted me to play is Life in the City. Now, I know where your house is. It, it's kind of in the city. It's kind of in the country. So how are you connecting up with this city thing? Uh, to me, this song, uh, Life in the City, refers to life in our culture or a very materialistic, advanced society is what I interpret life in the city. I live in the city. I don't live in a metropolis. So this song, Life in the City, to me, it's life in the city refers to just living in a community. What it's about is it's about just, to me, having a good time, but not having a good time going out and partying and just living it up. One of the lines is, I, 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 throw your hands up high because you never know how long you're going to live till you die. And to me, that says we should live every moment of our lives, every day with light and love and joy and in peace because we never know what's going to happen or when our life is going to end. And a lot of the other lyrics in the song talk about all the violent ways that our existence we, it can be terminated. We, we can come to a sudden end. Is death a threat or is it a promise? I'm not sure what your religious beliefs are about that. I mean, if you have endless rebirth, as I think a lot of Hindus believe, death is not any kind of a stopping place necessarily. No, not necessarily. Death in the context of this song is definitely very real. In, in, in our world, it's all over, and there's chaos, and there's wars, and there's people starving, and there's crime, and you never know what's going to happen if you're going to get in a car crash. But on the other hand, I would say that it's not to be feared, but it's definitely for sure. The physical death is for sure. And so since you can't say for sure what the next existence is, you you should live your life to the fullest every day and be happy with the way things are in your life. This song is by Michael Franti and Spearhead, and you've chosen two songs. That indicates to me that Michael Franti and Spearhead has their finger on your spiritual pulse. Is that fairly said? Uh, yes, uh, definitely. Michael Franti and Spearhead have become a very deep music for me, almost as deep as chanting, uh, just because this, the lyrics they and the message they put out is so politically and spiritually driven that it, it moves me in a way that chanting music may not. So yeah, they're definitely, I would say that they're kind of a new world, if you will, band that's wants harmony and peace and joy and they sing that through their music in a very way that's accessible to everybody. And even though I don't think this is necessarily reggae music, there's kind of reggae overtones to it. So it's reaching somewhere between Eastern, Western. I mean, it, it's somewhere in a different spiritual flow than just our mainstream. Yeah, I would definitely say it's a blend of 
all different types of music and all different types of vibe, almost universal. The song is Life in the City by Michael Franti and Spearhead.
a lively song, Life in the City, Michael Franti and Spearhead. And that's the first song for my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Josh Polich. And Josh uh, has traveled a lot spiritually. I think you've looked around a lot. I just finished listening to The Seven Story Mountain. Thomas Merton, and it's all about his progression growing up basically not too religious, getting religious, going the Catholic route, and becoming a monk, a Trappist monk. I think that in the Western world, Gregorian chant, all that kind of thing, is the equivalent in soul reverberation of some of the chanting that you do on the East. Had you had much exposure to that before you went to the East? Uh, No, not at all. Not any type of Latin chanting, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I think it might be something you'd enjoy. As a matter of fact, this Thursday at Trinity Lutheran, it's not Latin, but it's the Teze service. And if you know Teze music, I think that's another Western form of singing that supplements the wonderful stuff that you are going to share with us shortly from India. So, see you there Thursday night, huh? Yes. <laughs> Well, let's continue on along your songs that you've picked out for your Song of the Soul. And you picked out another one by Michael Franti and Spearhead. Tell me why you picked out Nobody Right, Nobody Wrong. Well, this is another song about conflict. Michael Franti and Spearhead sing a lot about conflict because a lot of their music is political. And this song talks about how you got the two sides. And For example, let's pick the USA and Iraq. So there's the two sides, and, and this guy's got a jet, and he's going to take out these people over here, and this guy's got a kid that he's trying to protect. So each party is trying to protect something. So it it seems like to me that we're told to pick a side. But my personal belief is that truly there is no right or wrong. So this song is about nobody being right, nobody being wrong. So to me that says just kind of be neutral or you don't have to pick a side because that when you pick a side it just causes conflict and pain and suffering even though i'm with you on the what i think you're aiming at i have a feeling there's a lot of us who have questions about saying that nothing's right nothing's wrong if it's all just relative and nothing's important then does it matter who we vote for for president or isn't there some right or wrong or how do we decide what's right or wrong and how to make choices so that we're not adding to the war the violence energy i see what you mean believing there's no right or wrong can be a very tricky thing to believe because is that to say that you shouldn't act right or you shouldn't act wrong well me personally i choose right over wrong in my moral sense of who I am. But I don't necessarily say that another person is right or wrong because when I make that judgment on them, that creates a perception that they're bad. And it's that conflict that, to me, creates wars and conflicts between governments and even conflicts between people and communities. So when I say there's, I don't believe that there's any right or wrong, what I mean to say is, I don't believe that we should judge other people for their rights and wrongs. The thing that I got from the song is that they're talking about violence, war on many levels. It's not just bombers uh, striking someone else. That war starts at home. Maybe it starts within us. And I'm sure you must have had some experience of that in confronting how you 
add to or subtract to violence in the world. I think you must make some choices, some moral choices in your own life, about how to live to add to the the positive, to reduce that violence. Uh, Anything that comes to mind for you? I would say that we can live our lives in a positive way or a negative way. And if we're fighting ourselves, if our hearts and minds are struggling against each other, if our ego and spirit is struggling against each other, then that is going to project out into the world and, and we might get mad at other people and it might cause fights or it may cause arguments. Regardless what your beliefs are about judgment or not, I think you're going to enjoy this coming song. The song is by Michael Franti and Spearhead, and it's called Nobody Right, Nobody Wrong. They say you got to choose your side when it's done. Nobody right, nobody wrong. It ended in a great big fight when it's done. Nobody right. Nobody wrong Conflict Each and every day At home and in the streets And in my soul and everywhere It's hard to keep the faith When I feel so far away Times I feel connected Times I'm running away But whoa, whoa Can't you see All the sickness, hunger And poverty War on the land And war in the seas War, war is a painful thing One argument us can't hide, it's the one that's raging down deep inside, trying to make a point or have the last word, but most of the time people just trying to be heard, they say you got to choose your side and when it's done, nobody right, nobody wrong, it ended in a great big fight and when it's done. Never ever broke a rule And how many people trying to get their kids to school And how many people pray they only find a job And how many people are afraid of getting robbed But whoa, whoa, nobody knows And whoa, whoa, only God knows Numbers escalate, Wall Street crime rate From the Baghdad streets to my city by the bay Hey, they say you got to choose your side And when it's done Nobody right, nobody wrong It ended in a great big fight And when it's done Nobody right, nobody wrong And I say, can you say what you mean
nobody will Nobody will That's great energy. Michael Franti and Spearhead, nobody right, nobody wrong. But one of the right things that I did today was to invite Josh here to share another song of the soul. And we did this a couple years ago, and uh, it's really great to have you back, Josh. Thanks, Mark. It's interesting for me to see where I'm at. And I remember the first one I did, I was really nervous, and I didn't know how it would turn out. And now I sit here a couple years later, and it's interesting. it gives me a perspective of what path I've traveled and how um, we've gotten to know each other and... It's very interesting. You know, I I look forward to another two years later when we can do another one. (laughs) Yeah, there's so much spiritual territory to cover and so many new flowers that blossom as we go along. It's a pity to just pretend that there's only one spot and then it's over. It's really great to check in again like this. Song number three, My Friend. Good name. (laughs) My Friend. This song is by David Newman, sung by his wife, Mira. It's a really beautiful song. I've cried to it a number of times. It talks about how God or spirit could be, it could be Jesus, or it could be some guy in the clouds, or it could be angels, or you could think of it as a, a Hindu god. But it, Or it could be, you know, my best friend or, or my mother. Or the man at the grocery store. It, to me, what it says is that God or spirits or the divine is truly everyone we see, truly every person we meet. You know, we look into the eyes of another and who we see there is or could be, depending on your beliefs, a manifestation of the divine. And in that spirit, why not live like we're all one instead of not living like we're all one, which we all do. I mean, it's our it's our nature to feel separate and live like we're separate. But this song speaks to the spirit of having the divine right here with us in each person's eyes. I haven't run into David Newman and Mira before, and I was curious if you know anything about their path, what uh, religious, spiritual path they're on. Most of the images in this song are Jesus or, you know, Blessed Mother or the Bearded Guy in the Mountain. Those are all the ones I grew up with when I was Catholic. None of the images in here, for instance, talk about a a God with several extra arms or any of that kind of thing. So where are they coming from, if you know that? Uh, Well, I've gotten to meet David and Mira, and I was with them at a retreat for about a week out in Massachusetts. And In that time, I got to know them, you know, a little bit, but they seem to be on a similar path uh, as me in the sense that they practice devotion, they practice bhakti, they practice kirtan and and meditation and things like that. But I think they're also similar that they were raised differently. I'm not sure how they were raised, but, you know, like me, I came from Lutheran and merged into Eastern. So I think in that sense, it's similar. This question of who's going to greet us on the other side, there's certainly been a lot of talk about people who've had near-death experiences where they started down, they see the light, they see people greeting them on the other side, loved ones greeting them on the other side, and then perhaps they've been called back and resuscitated. Do you have any expectations or hopes or desires for where your spirit goes when it leaves your body? Not in any specific 
form or specific way. No, I don't have expectations. The only thing I expect is to change form somehow. I guess you could say that I do believe that there's some existence after this. And I definitely believe that people have had those out-of-body experiences. In this song, Mira is singing the words, I guess, that David Newman wrote. And she says one of the possibilities is it's my friend that greets me. For you, do you have some ideas of the friends of your life, the ones who might be the one to greet you, who would be an appropriate, I want to say heavenly presence, uh, bring you to that special spirit place? I don't think so. I don't think anything comes to mind for that. I mean, I could say my grandma from when I was a child, but I don't have any particular feelings towards any particular person that would greet me because I don't really have expectations of that, if that makes sense. Get ready for a beautiful song. The song is My Friend, and it's by David Newman, sung by his wife, Mira. On the ship of dreams where we Thank you. 
was that Amira, wife of David Newman, and the song was My Friend. And I've got my friend here today, Josh Polich. Very pleased to have him back. And I'm, we're getting to a very exciting part of the program right now. This is the part where we get to listen to Josh's music. And I've heard Josh do Kirtan before here around Eau Claire. But I didn't even know he had any recordings until we found out about his site. And his site is joshpolich.com. And that's J-O-S-H-P-O-L-I-C-H dot com. Go out there, you'll find some of his music, and you'll also find links to his podcasts. How many of you put out there? Uh, what's your goal with this now, Josh, with these podcasts? Well, I've just recently begun the podcast. It's called Kirtan with Josh. Very simple. My intention is to spread Kirtan to help people learn about Kirtan, to assist them in singing kirtan and having a recording to listen to. I'm also doing interviews with other people involved in kirtan, not just locally. And again, we'll mention that he does a weekly kirtan starting in March at the Yoga Center of Eau Claire, and you can check the schedule on that, yogacenterec.com. You'll find the full schedule of events there, including yoga classes, and a lot of other kind of good workshops they have there, and Weekly Kirtan by Josh Polich. But like I was saying, the next song is some kirtan that Josh is going to share with us. Tell us about it. This is a very short little snippet of a recording. I bought a ukulele about six, eight months ago, and I've really come to like it very much. So I've I've decided to, you know, maybe I'd sing kirtan with it, and... 
I've been playing around with the chords and it's such an instrument that's got such a light feel to it and happy feel to it that it kind of comes out in this song. This song is called Shakti Devi, which Shakti is a fem- divine feminine energy and Devi is a name of a goddess in Hinduism. So the lyrics I sing are Shakti Devi, Bhakti Devi, and Bhakti means devotion. So basically where this song could be described as energy of the goddess or devotion of the goddess. Shakti Devi Bhakti Devi 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 Shakti Devi Shakti Devi Bhakti 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 Devi that was Shakti Devi. Josh Polich is the artist doing that, and he's here with me today. This is Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit radio production. And I'm Mark Helps Meet, your host. You can always go to our website, northernspiritradio.org, where you'll find all of these programs. And what's more, you can leave comments there for us about the programs. And so I'm sure we'll be really happy for any of the programs out there, but particularly for Josh. Go out there and say, hey, Josh, I really like that one, or... Josh, um, maybe you should record a new recording of that one. 
I was wondering how you did these recordings. Did you go into a big fancy studio and you know pay thousands of dollars per hour to have this kind of recording done? No, <laughs> this is just home recordings from my computer. I just use a couple of condenser mics running into a USB interface, and I just use GarageBand on my Mac, so it's very easy to use, and you get a decent quality out of it. Certainly not high-end studio quality, but definitely better than the old four tracks. So, And what's more is it's probably good devotional quality. You don't need perfection in your singing or in your chanting to do this. Is that one of the expectations? I mean, some people think, you know, I can't join the choir because I'm not good enough, I'm not perfect enough, and when I reach perfection, then I'll join the choir. Yeah, yeah, devotional singing is definitely not about perfection. You don't even really need to be able to sing. It's just about a vibration and, and being present and letting go and repetition of the mantras and it's a matter of the heart, really. It's something that truly should be experienced, uh, devotional singing or kirtan. You can do it by yourself or you can do it uh, in groups. And it's just a wonderful practice that, if given the opportunity, I would encourage to give it a try. Yeah, I'm thinking, Josh, that a lot of people think of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. They think the Midwest, and they don't think Hindu chant. That isn't probably the first thing that jumps to their mind. Where did you find the opportunities to connect with it? How often do you get to chant with it by yourself, with other people, in workshops? How much of there is that in the, your life? Yeah, well, nowadays I, I do less chanting. Personally speaking, I do more meditation, simple meditation, and, and chanting is, is more of a supplement now. But for a time, a few, couple years ago, I was chanting every morning. How I originally kind of wiggled my way into the practice was just through CDs and buying CDs online and reading about the chants and learning Sanskrit. And then I started exploring, and there's there's kirtan groups in Minneapolis and in Madison and Milwaukee and all over, of course, in the, in the East Coast and West Coast. Uh, this type of thing is very popular, and, and there's all kinds of kirtan concerts and groups. and So it's kind of growing all over. It's actually growing all over the world right now, but it's popping up more and more in smaller towns like Eau Claire, and those size of towns are getting... It's really becoming more popular, like yoga has become popular. If you go back 10 years, a lot of people had no idea what yoga was, but now most people hear the word yoga, and they go, oh yeah, it's that thing that you do when you stretch. And Kirtan, I think, over the next five years or so, will kind of become more and more popular on that lines. We've identified Kirtan as chanting here or singing. Is that deceptive at all? Is it really about chanting or singing? Or is that perhaps a physical manifestation of something else you're doing? Is it like meditation with vibration. I mean, I, I'm wondering if uh, Western mind, we might be identifying the wrong portion of it. Well, I would say that it, it just definitely has a meditative quality to it, but it's also definitely very different from meditation. You could say that the singing part is kind of uh, the sugar, and the actual vibration is the medicine, per se, like, let's say if we were going to take some medicine and it didn't taste very good, our mom might cover it with some sugar to make it go down. So 
the singing part is kind of the outward manifestation and the vibration meditative part is kind of what's going on underneath. So our minds get focused on the singing and, and aren't really aware of what's really going on vibrationally or energetically. Is meditation for you a more difficult, um, I guess a less sugar-coated thing? Is it, is it more of a challenge for you? How often do you do it? Uh, for me, kirtan and meditation are about the, the same level. Uh, I can just as easily sit down and meditate and focus on my breath as I can sit down and play the harmonium and chant. Lately, I've been doing a daily practice of an hour or more a day, and it it's just has a tremendous effect on my body and mind and heart, and it's a wonderful thing to do. And if people can get into meditation, that's great. If they can't, kirtan is an awesome alternative because kirtan is actually easier than sitting and focusing on your breath because you don't have to do all the work. It's almost like the chants kind of do some of the work for you. You just have to sing them and, and be a channel for the vibration. Well, tell me about the next song, the last song, actually, that you've chosen for your Song of the Soul. Tell me about Hanuman Chalisa. This was the first Sanskrit prayer I ever heard, and it, it really shot me down the path of, of kirtan and devotion. Uh, Hanuman is a Hindu deity, and he's actually the lord of devotion. He is God's greatest devotee, and he symbolizes love and supreme devotion. So when I heard this song about five years ago, it really changed my life. I learned it myself, and nowadays it's just kind of like an old standard I can always go back to and just feel really good. And this recording itself is, uh, again, with my ukulele, it's a very, I would call it a sweet melody or a, a very heartfelt version of the Hanuman Chalisa. To me, the Hanuman Chalisa is very... Uh, alive with the spirit of love and continues to flow in my life. The thing that amazed me about this one, Josh, is that you're saying quite a bit. It's not just a single phrase or, that's being repeated. You've got a full prayer going out in Sanskrit, I guess. I don't speak the language, so I don't know. But it seems to me like you're saying a, an extensive prayer. Have you really learned to speak Sanskrit, or how connected are you to this language? Well, I'm connected in the sense that I'm very fond of it, and I feel that I have, in a previous life, spoke it or sang it a lot. But in my very American Josh persona, it to me it's a matter of uh, memorization, and I, I do understand some of the meanings of the words. But if you talk to somebody from India or hear them sing, the way they pronounce it is very different from the way we pronounce it. So you could say that we do a poor job at the pronunciation of Sanskrit, but it still works. It still vibrates within us and around us and throughout us, and it's because it's a matter of the heart. It's not, it's not whoever says the words right wins the prize. It's if you sing the words, you're there. You're in for a treat. You're going to be listening to my guest, Josh Polich, sing and pray Hanuman Chalisa. Jaya Hanuman Jnana Guna Sag Jaya Kapishati Loka Ujjalgan Rama Dota Atulita Baladam Anjani Pudra Pavana Sutanam 
जरंग कुमति निवार सुमति के संग कंचन बारिन बिराज सुबेस कानन कुंडला कुंजित केस आद्रबाज और त्वच बिराजे कंधे मुंचे चने उसाजे शंकर सुरन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजगबंधन विद्यावन कुनिया तेजातुर राम काज कारी बेको आतुर प्राभुचारित्र सुनी बेको रसिया रामला कन्नसी तामन बसी सुक्ष्मरूप दरिसिया हिंदिकाग पीकतरूप दरे रंक चराग पीमरूप दरे असुर संहारे कामचंद्र के काज संगारे सचीवन लकन चियाई शीरगुवीर हर शिवरलाई रागुपति किन्हि बहोत बराई तुम मामा प्रिय बार ताई समबाई सासबरन तुम्हारो जसकाव असकाई शीपति कंतलगाव कादिक ब्राह्मादिमुनिस नारद सारद साईताहिस यमकुबेर दिगपाल जंते काबिकोबित काहिसके कंते तुम्हारू पकार सुग्रीवाइंगीना राम मिलायो राज पददीना तुम्हारो मन त्रविभीषण मान लंकेश्वर पाए सब जग जान युग सहस्र चोचन पारबान लियताई मातुर पल जान प्रभु मुद्रिका मेले मुकमाई जलधि लंगी काई अचर जनाई दुर्गम काज चकत के जेते सुरमनुग्रह तुम्हारे ते राम दुआरे तुम्हारा कवारे ओतना आग्या बिनु पैसारे सब सुकलाए तुम्हारे शरण तुम्हारा शक्का करो
Hanuman Chalisa, Josh Polich singing it for us today. And I want to remind folks, he's got his website, joshpolich.com, and Polich is P-O-L-I-C-H. You can subscribe via iTunes to his podcast, and you can find his music, and there's a bunch of good things there. And weekly in Eau Claire at the Yoga Center of Eau Claire, which is yogacenterec.com, you can find Josh singing. What night are you doing that on? 
Uh, Sunday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Thanks again, Josh, for coming back. Shall we put in our date books right now for two years from now for the next Song of the Soul? Yeah, we should. (laughs) That way we won't spend three or four months getting here. (laughs) Thanks again, Josh, for sharing your Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. That was Josh Polich, today's Song of the Soul guest. Again, his website is joshpolich.com. That's J-O-S-H-P-O-L-I-C-H.com. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul